You are listening to the Subi and You podcast. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, I have Sarah and Aaron on today. You may know them as P&W Crosstrek. They, uh, they've been around for a while, and uh, I've been following them for a while. They were one of the first accounts that I started following. And what really drew me into their car and their account was their rooftop tent, because that was the first time I had ever seen one. I didn't even know they existed. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but we have really good conversation about their build and their build partner, Rally Tech, and then also a lot of the places that they've been to. And... Um, Kind of the cool stuff that they've seen. They've really been out a lot with their car and uh, they've seen a lot and they've done a lot. So we'll get into that here in just a little bit. And now for some news. True North is having their first trail run Sunday, July 25th. They will be meeting at Spider Lake, that's Pine River, Minnesota, at 10 a.m. All roos are welcome, but skid plates are encouraged. For those coming from the Twin Cities, a convoy will be meeting in Blaine, Minnesota at 7.30 a.m. Attendees will need to bring their lunch, and drivers will need a Minnesota OHV pass for their vehicle. You can DM True North, Hothtrek, or Frosty MN Xtrek for additional details. It's that time of year again in Arizona. Time to get out and enjoy the weather. This has prompted Soft Road Nation Arizona to hold a back-to-cool canyon run on August 15th. Meetup will be at 8.30 at the Safeway Gas Pumps at 201-AZ-260, Payson, Arizona, 85541. And then rollout will be at 9 a.m., this will be a stock-friendly run of 12 miles in and out of dirt following the Mogollon Rim and ending at Bear Canyon Lake. Bring your fishing pole, kayak, and lunch. Feel free to DM Soft Road Nation Arizona with any questions. This episode is brought to you by Primitive Racing. Primitive Racing is a manufacturer and retailer of high-quality parts and accessories for Subarus. Boasting a complete lineup of skid plates, lift kits, and a huge inventory of the unrivaled King Springs. Primitive has been making innovative products and accumulating a catalog of unique and hard-to-find solutions. They also have the knowledge and experience to make recommendations to meet the needs of the ever-growing segment of Subaru off-road enthusiasts like many of you. Check them out at git-primitive.com. You can find the link to their website, in the bio on their Instagram page, and also in the podcast episode notes. I have partnered with Primitive Racing for those of you Subi and You podcast listeners out there to give you a discount code for skid plates and a lift kit. So if you want an additional 5% off of two or three skid plates, you can use the code S, the and symbol, U, S-K-I-D, the number five to get that additional 5% off. And then for a lift kit, you can get 5% off of your purchase by using the code S, the and symbol, U, L I F T, and the number five. Go online and get yours today. And now it's time for the shout outs. Let's give a shout out to MDP Photo, Subi Trooper, Drama Flex, and W Scully. Thank you all for listening to the podcast and thank you everybody else who's been listening all along and anybody else who may come across the podcast. 
Um, keep sharing it. Keep telling people about it. And uh, thank you all so much for your support. If you want to help support the podcast a little bit more, you can purchase decals by going to the link in my bio. You can find uh, a larger decal, similar to the one that I have, in white or black, or a smaller decal like you can find on Ghost X Trek. And then after you order your Subi and U decal, you can navigate back to the Eccentric Designs website and check out all of the awesome decals that you can find there. So thanks again, everybody, for listening. Now let's go ahead and get into this conversation with Sarah and Aaron, a.k.a. P&W Crosstrek. So it was, uh, you know, it was really nice to finally get you on here because I've been following you for a while and I'm um, glad that y'all were able to make it happen also. So welcome. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So I guess you can go ahead and start off and tell us a little bit about yourselves and what part of the country you live in. Well, I'm Sarah and, um, of course, Erin. Um, we're from the Pacific Northwest, specifically Oregon. Um, Both of us are outdoor enthusiasts and we really enjoy like skiing and mountain biking, hiking, camping, really anything that involves being outdoors and exploring. Yeah, I mean, it it says on your Instagram page, on your like on your profile, it says built to get out further. So I guess how far out have you gotten with your car? (laughs) Well, we've had a few trips. I mean, we get out and mostly Central Oregon and stuff, but there was one particular trip uh, to the Albert Desert, which is in uh, kind of south, central, eastern Oregon. And uh, we ended up clear down, you know, mostly off-road. It was about a hundred-mile journey uh, beyond our original destination that we ended up uh, off-road to... um, really close to the California Nevada border of oh, Oregon. Wow. So that, and it was just different terrain is, uh, you know, plateaus, desert, just beautiful. We actually found like a, a Creek out there that we were able to stay at next to. How often do y'all get out and go camping? Well, this year has been a little bit different. Um, we've had a family member that fell ill and then a, a pet also that became quite ill and required a lot of medications. Um, so we haven't been able to get out this year, unfortunately. But um, like 2000 or 2019 and 2020, uh, we were out pretty much almost every weekend. Um, 2019 specifically, we were pushing probably close to 30 nights out. Um, wow. Yeah, we were, we were trying to figure out um, pretty much how many days we spent in the tent <laughs> or how many nights we spent in the tent and stuff. Just in uh, 2019, uh, we, we came up with at least, you know, really close to 30 nights in that thing. Yeah, that's really cool. And so, yeah, and so that's like, you know, if most of them were just one-nighters. We go out to Central Oregon couple hours from here you know but um that's pretty much because it's all dispersed camping that we do so that's pretty much you know 30 trails that we're running 
to get to get to those destinations. Would you say that most of your trips are not like I guess maybe within two hours away from where you live? Almost all of them are two two plus hours. Yeah, two, three, maybe four hours. Um, you know, one way drive. Yeah, because we just we just love Central Oregon. Um, it's just it's it's different. We're in the kind of the Central Willamette Valley. You know, up and down I five. We're close to I five, and uh, we live on the east side of of our city. Um, and it's really easy to get up and over the passes, um, like over the Cascade Range to Central Oregon. And it just turns to high desert out there. We just love it out there. We prefer the more mountain scene versus because we're in between. So we could either go to the coast or we could go to the mountains. And we really prefer to spend our time over in the mountains. It's, it just is better for us. <laughs> yeah, I would too. I mean, I live in Houston where it's flat. And anytime I've had to travel for work and we're somewhere like I've been to, I've been to Seattle, I've been to Utah, I've been to Colorado, Arizona, some other places, any California, any place, even if it's not big mountains, as long as it's some sort of mountainous something, it's better than looking out and seeing nothing but flatness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What has been like, have y'all had some cold nights that y'all have gotten out? Like, what would you say <laughs> yeah. your coldest night is or has been? Uh, we were down in Southern Oregon. It was, yeah, it was close. I think it was close to 13 degrees when we woke up. With a pretty hefty wind that went with it. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, putting away a rooftop tent, when it's that cold out, your hands and your fingers just feel like they're just going to break off. It's very painful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a cold temperature even without the wind. So with the wind, yeah, it just makes it so much worse. I mean, it can be, you know, a little above freezing, but if you've got wind, it just, it makes it almost unbearable sometimes. It just, it can get so yeah. bad. And actually we went camping this last December uh, with Burt Trekkie and we woke up to frost on the inside of the tent. Yeah, it was like ice on the Little icicles. We don't have a heater in, the, in our tent, so um, we just heavy blankets and we do have now have a, a heated blanket that will run off of our jackery oh that's uh, nice portable power station yeah so yeah my uh my son was in cub scouts and the very last trip that we went on for a camping trip was um in a uh park out in west texas and it's uh called enchanted rock and there's this big rock and it was fun you know during the day we got to hike and everything and then at night, we had this tiny little North Face tent that said it was a two-person tent um, <laughs> that we both barely fit in. And it got down to 18 degrees. And we yeah. had frost on the inside of our tent, too. We didn't have any icicles or anything. But, man, that was it was the most miserable night because we just could not. He slept some, but I could not get comfortable. We had, like, the heat packs inside like we were wearing two pairs of gloves we had the heat packs in between the glove layers we had heat packs like in our shoes outside of our socks and we i would get nice and warm and then i would move a little bit and then shift and like the cold air would hit me and then i would be freezing all over again and it was just like an oh, yeah. endless cycle all night long and i just did not sleep yeah it, it does make it hard to sleep when it's that cold you know and we did uh some camping up in the snow 
um, near our uh, local ski area that we like like to go to. And we've been out there in the snow, and it wasn't snowing at that time, um, but it did get pretty cold that night. We slept in our ski gear, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that would keep you a lot warmer, that yeah. insulation. So on your uh, on your Instagram profile, it also says public figure. What does what does that mean when they say public figure? Well, that's a funny story. So when I first started the car account, um, you you had to you had to opt for a category. And back then, I say back then, even though it wasn't that long <laughs> ago, um, there were only three to choose from, and it really was the only one that I felt we could fit into. And then more recently, they've added quite a few more categories, as well as the ability to hide that from your your bio. So I have hid it from the bio because we're really not a public figure, but <laughs> we didn't really fit into any of the other categories. So yeah. that is no longer able to be seen. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then it Nothing also... special. Yeah. Well, I, I I see that on people's Instagram profiles and I've always wondered what it means. Like, are they some sort of celebrity or something, you know? No, so. I would love to be able to put photographers someday as our category, but not quite there yet. Yeah, that would be a good one to add because there are a lot of people that use their accounts for photography. So, yeah. Yeah. If anybody from Instagram is listening, go ahead. Add that to, add that to it. <laughs> yeah. And, and then what does uh, OB22185 mean? Oh, that would be, we're uh, members of Overland Bound. So that's the OB part. And then that's our number. Our member number. Our membership number for Overland Bound. Oh, okay. Is yeah. that is that like a, is that like Overland Bound, like an organization? Or is that like an Oregon thing? It's a community for, you know, just a community of Overlanders. And they just kind of support one another and getting out and kind of shift the focus from it not being about the type of vehicle you have or the de destination or the duration of time that you spend. It's, it's a group of people that just support you getting outdoors and doing it respectfully as well and leaving things better than you found it. It is world, worldwide too. Oh, okay. Yeah. It sounds a little familiar, but I think that's the yeah. first time I've actually seen that on somebody's profile. So I like that. That's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. How long have y'all been a member of that since you started up your account with your car? No, I think more recently. Um, I want to say at the end of last year, we joined, yeah. although we've wanted to join essentially since we've had the car uh, but just never took the time to do it and is that pretty much open to anybody that wants to join yes it is it is and at, their organization is in the process of developing um software or i guess app for uh for your navigation gear or whatever you know kind of like uh what gaia would be or or uh, Onyx and, and things like that uh, for navigation and, you know, so you don't get lost or trail, or systems. trail systems and keeping track of you. And it's a uh, sort of a, a membership base. So you can uh, contribute to it and such. Oh, that would be good. That would be a nice addition for yeah. that. What year is your Crosstrek? And when you bought, when you bought it, did you buy it new or used? 
It is a 2017, and we bought it brand new. Okay. February of 2017, yeah. Oh, nice. So when you when you first bought it, did you know about the Subaru community, and did you know that? I mean, did y'all have plans to, you know, mod out your Subaru, or were you just like, hey, let's just buy this car that will take us off road? I mean, I guess kind of what was your reasoning for buying a Subaru and a Crosstrek? Well, originally, I mean, I've always been interested in Subarus. Uh, this is our first Subaru. Um, okay. But I, I was really into Rally and still am. Um, and Rally America would come kind of close to us uh, on their circuit. The, that's the American circuit for rally racing. And, you know, Subarus were dominating at the time. And, and they still do. But uh, that yeah. was back in... Like '98, I started going to rallies. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, then from there, I was just like, man, I I just would really love to have a Subaru. But I've I've always had Volkswagens. I'm, it's that's another community that is kind of like the Subaru community, <laughs> yeah. you know, and and they have a big big following and such. But um, yeah, we just decided to get into get it get a Subaru for safety to get us skiing you know mountain biking hiking whatever we had no intentions to modding the thing <laughs> yeah i hear that a lot that people are like no i'm not gonna and i think a lot of people just they don't know about it also until they yeah. see somebody that has one or they start an, an account for their car and then they start seeing what's going on out there so is that kind of how it happened for y'all yeah so i mean i <laughs> it's kind of a funny story because we got the car and um i started poking around on the internet you know about you know different things that we could possibly do to the car you know nothing like lifts or anything just mostly aesthetics and uh then i started seeing all, all these cross treks that are lifted and foresters and stuff and i told sarah I'm like, come look at this look what these people are doing <laughs> with these things yeah and i thought it was insane i'm like who lifts a car like who does that <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw one at one of our dealerships and I'm like, okay, when are we lifting the car? <laughs> yeah. yeah the, our local dealership, they were outfitting them with lifts and, and, you know, the tires and, and stuff. And they had one in the showroom when I was in there one day doing something. I don't even know what I was getting or an oil filter or something. And like you came outside and said, you got to go in and look at this cross track that they have on the showroom floor. That thing is just awesome. So, and that's where it began. <laughs> yeah, you don't, I haven't really seen any uh, cross checks or any other ones modded out and lifted and stuff here around Houston yeah. because there's not really any place to take them. Yeah. Well, nor the Northwest is uh, Subaru yeah. country. So. Yeah, yeah. And then I was out in Colorado a couple of weeks ago and uh, that was a lot of fun connected with a couple of guys out there and hit some trails. So it's mm -hmm. uh, definitely nice to see, you know, part of the community and, and go hit the trails with them. So right. I, I see y'all get out with Burnt Trekkie a lot, right? We do. Yes. So would you say that's yeah. like your Subi best friends? Absolutely. Pretty much. Yeah. They're super easygoing people and uh, they're up for anything. So I mean, they they live about a little over about an hour and a half from us. 
but they're a more coastal. And so, you know, we'll come up with a plan and we try to, you know, always invite several people, but they just always make it happen. And they find their way to our house and then we cruise out from here. We'll head, we'll usually head east or up in the mountains in the Cascade Range. Yeah, they're really good, good to travel with. Get a little uh, cross trek caravan going. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what what is it felt like when cuz I I scrolled all the way back to your like original post and you had 11 likes and now you know you've got all these followers and you know you get all these likes. So what is what is that pro- progression been like for y'all with your account and your car and everything? I'll let Sarah take this one. She's the one that actually runs the the car account. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, initially, so I also run a, um, a an account for our cat who unfortunately just passed away, but um, her account grew to 28,000 followers. And I thought, well, if a cat can do it, <laughs> I'm seeing all these other cars. So why couldn't our car do it? Um, I, I never had the um, intention or expectation that it would grow like it did yeah um and it really was never about numbers for for us it was more about just being able to share our adventures with others and um see what others are doing as well and so it it, it's pretty awesome to see that it's come to what it's come to yeah it's uh it's a pretty amazing community too and uh, mm-hmm. like all the people that you end up connecting with. So, but I'm also sorry to hear about your cat because I know the last time or one of the, we messaged a while back and you said that your cat was sick. So sorry to hear about that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. My daughter has um, a cat at her house and, you know, she's a cat person and a dog person. But yeah, cats are yeah. pretty cool. Well, we're, we're a little older and uh, we don't have kids. And so our pets, we have, we have two, we, we had two cats. Now we have one and they're kind of our kids. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's nice. On your account, it also says that you're a Subaru ambassador. How did that come about and what was that process like? The process actually was pretty difficult. Um, uh, a lot of our friends had applied and were denied. They really like seeing that you have a social media presence. So when I first applied, I wasn't accepted, um, which was a little disheartening. But uh, about six months later, this was about two years ago. So six months after that, uh, I actually received a letter saying that they had accepted me, um, which was pretty incredible because then it just means that I'm able to connect with other Subaru ambassadors and we get to share Subaru swag with either people that have an interest in Subarus or already own Subarus. Um, it's really pretty incredible. Um, we have online forums and uh, it's really just about making a difference in lives, whether it's to the car community or you know outside of the car community. Um, they do a lot of events where you volunteer to either they call it like share the love or Dave caring. You can choose essentially what you're going to do, but you can donate your time to help clean up the beach or uh, donate items to an organization in need. Or what I usually like to do is I like to give back to local animal shelters. Um, 
Oh, yeah, and that's nice. So I really like that aspect of it. Is it uh, does it take up a lot of your time with the things that you end up doing as a Subaru ambassador? So really, it can take up as much time as you want. They have different tiers. Um, so the, the more time that you spend uh, doing those things, the more points essentially you earn and you can move up in tiers. And with higher tiers come a few more perks. But really, uh, for me, it's just about making a difference here and there. I don't spend as much time as some of my friends do. Uh, but I still feel like I, I'm able to get back to our community. Just simply uh, sp- like just spreading the word about Subaru and spreading the love about it. So, yeah. Sharing the enthusiasm. Yeah, there's a lot of it out there. <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty awesome community. And it's, it's, it's nice when you can become uh, a little bit more a part of it by becoming an ambassador, it seems and be able to give back more and connect more and everything. So that seems really, mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. How did how did y'all end up getting, um, I guess, Rally Tech Performance to become a build partner? And then what does being a build partner mean for you? And then what does it mean for them? So Rally Tech, um, they're semi-local to us. They're about two hours away. Um, it's Rally Tech and PRE Racing are together. Um, PRE is more of their like street type, you know, they have a dyno machine, things like that. But um, they also have the off-road side, which is Rally Tech. And um, it originally came about, we were interested in uh, upgrading our suspension. We just had a, like a one inch lift before and that was it, nothing else. Um, but we wanted a little bit more out of the car, a little bit more lift, a little bit more, um, you know, alignment capability with the car. And so we started talking to Rally Tech, and we have we actually had a friend that work that works there too, that from the Subaru community. Oh, that's nice. and uh, yeah. So we we started talking to them about you know the lifts and and things like that, and then it just came about, you know, how about you know an interest in in doing a partnership you know for mostly it was just for the uh the lift products that they have you know coils spacers uh we got the the bilsteins um or bilstein however you want to pronounce it but um got you know and and then that's and then the um the uh, skid plates and uh, the ditch light brackets and things like that. You know, we don't run every single Rally Tech product on our on our vehicle, but yeah, that's kind of how that came about. Uh, we helped with the um, aid and design and fitment for the rock sliders for the Gen Ones as well. We're not running them, um, but we helped. Yeah. yeah, they used our car for, for the first gen cross tracks. They used our car for the measuring and, you know, they did a, they did a, a proper install on our vehicle to see for a fit and finish of the, uh, of the rock, the rock sliders that they're currently selling. Oh, that's really um, cool. That's neat to have your yeah. car be the, <laughs> the one that they used yeah. for that. So it's like anybody that gets them for the first gen, it's like, Hey, we had a part in that. That's really cool. 
Yeah, yeah. We don't currently run them on our vehicle because our our vehicle is kind of a, a, a kind of a modest build, you know, and we're we're not rock crawlers and such, but we are happy to be able to help with them in that process. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like any way that you can help them, you know, and then mm-hmm. and then become a partner. That's that's always good. Yeah, and Jason and Scott at Rally Tech, they're they're pretty awesome, awesome people. So. Yeah, and uh, so what all? So y'all have the lift, and then brackets mm-hmm. and skid plates. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what? I guess what do you go ahead and um, I guess run down a list of all the mods that you have on your car. Okay. Well, we have uh, Rally Tech suspension, along with uh, Bilstein uh, struts. And what are the uh, uh, what are the Bilstein struts like? How is that different? I guess. Well, they're valved a little different, specifically for the Crosstrek, and um, they have a mono tube construction versus a, a twin tube construction. So inside, the way that's valved, it uh, it uh, when you when you get a lot of movement up and down with uh, the twin tube, it will cavitate or kind of foam inside there. So with the uh, mono tube on the the Bilsteins, they um, are more positive and they don't cavitate. So it, you're you're always having the suspension. And that always that happens a lot on uh, like when you have roads that are really bumpy. They have kind of washboardy, so it helps a lot on that. Oh They're yeah, a little firm, a little more firm as well. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, well, thanks for explaining that. Yeah. And then what, uh, what other parts of the suspension do you have? Uh, we have uh, their uh, sport, Rally Tech Sport Spring for front and rear. That helps. They're a little bit more uh, stiff, so it helps with load, and it, it gives us about a quarter of an inch lift on that. And then we have Rally Tech one-inch one inch spacers uh, on, top of, on top of the strut. Okay. Yeah, I guess that helps with that uh, Subi sag, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And then is that all the uh, um, suspension components? Yeah, for the suspension, yeah, that's that's that's, what, it. that's it for the suspension. Okay. And then we've upgraded, uh, of course, the wheels and tires. So we have Method 502s uh, with the uh, tires being uh, BF Goodrich KO2s. Okay. And uh, so were you wanting to go with the, the uh, I guess, the bronze methods because you saw everybody else had them? Well, actually, the bronze methods, uh, we like that color bronze on the white. It looks really great, we think. Um, yeah. We, yeah, we had black wheels before, and we saw it when the bronze had just come out, and we jumped on it. So Yeah, they look really good on your car. So that's uh, oh, thank you. I, yeah, pretty much every white one that I've seen that has the um, the bronze methods, it looks really good. And it was I kind of like it passed through my head just very briefly, but I'm going with the whole white and black theme. So yeah, it wouldn't have, you know, wouldn't have gone with that. But yeah, they do look good for sure. Yeah. Did we we threw those on late 2018? 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Then we uh just recently did a brake upgrade. Um, our OEM brakes, the pads were were down pretty far, so we did a brake upgrade. 
with some wave spec rotors and some uh, centric PQ Pro uh, pads, and they they work really great. Now, are those the uh, like the slotted rotors? Yeah, they are slotted, and they have a different shape. They're not perfectly round. If you if you look at them, they're kind of have cutouts in the around the outside of the. Uh, of oh the yeah, itself. yeah, I've yeah. seen those. Okay, so what does that help mm-hmm. with? Uh, cooling. Okay, a lot of cooling. Yeah. yeah, and just gives it a little more bite for sure, and then cleans them off pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, nice. So where do you go from there with the uh, with the uh, mods? Well, we needed some uh, upgrade our lighting for nighttime when we're trying to find camp or running the trail at night. It's always nice to have good lighting. So uh, Dynamics and uh, we have hella 500s on the front. Um, I love the look of the old school rally. So that's the the four lights that we have on the front light bar. Yeah. And they work really well <laughs> for thought. Yeah. For yeah. Spot. Well, and you said that you, um, you've been watching rally for a long time. So I'm sure that really helps out with your lo- overall look. Yeah. You get, I just, we just really love that classic look. Yeah. A little inspiration there. Yeah, definitely. And then you have ditch lights and fog lights. Yeah, so Dynamics uh, SS3 uh, ditch lights, the pros on the ditch lights. And then we have the SS3 fog uh, Subaru kit on the uh, for the fog lights. And those are just sport. Um, we had a friend that did the pros for their fog lights and they were getting flashed too much. So <laughs> we opted to not do the pros for the fog lights. Yeah, okay. even though they have the proper cutoff, there's the pros that we have on our ditch lights. They're just incredibly bright. We thought <laughs> fogs needed to be just the sports, which yeah. was such a great upgrade from stock. Yeah. Now are the uh the sport are those the like the amber color ones? No, ours are actually the clear okay. um all the way around. We do have amber covers for them uh, so that um in the winter we actually put the ambers on for the inclement weather and yeah, for the rain and the snow and stuff that we drive in. But in the summer we just we run the uh, the clear the clear uh, without we run it without the the added lens on there. Okay, yeah, because the amber helps with snow, especially. Correct. Yep, that's right. Okay, yeah, I've heard that somebody else was because I, I did I didn't really know a whole lot about that, and then somebody kind of explained that when you've got all the white out there with the snow, that the amber lights really help. Yeah, it does. And then, uh, so what other uh, mods do you have on there? Um. We upgraded the interior lighting um, to diodynamics, all LED inside. Um, the crossbars, of course, are Rhino Rack. Um, they're pretty. They're re- actually really strong, and they are very low profile. As, uh, as you know, our tent is extremely low profile as well when folded up. Yeah. So we can still park in the garage. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So with the interior lighting, is that that just mm-hmm. makes it brighter and more white? Because I know the the lights that it comes with are kind of a like a dullish yellowish almost kind of color. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the the current cross tracks or the current Subarus come with, but in 2017, ours came with all 
just small regular light bulbs you know like halogen style light bulbs so we upgraded all those to led yeah it make I, a big difference oh yeah yeah i want to do especially in my little hatch area i want to uh, upgrade to an led light back there because that's not oh, very yeah. bright <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not very bright. It's actually in a kind of a bad spot too. Cause yeah, we, yeah, we mount when we're off road and stuff. We mount our uh, spare. We have a full size method in Ko two that we mount upright over there where oh, okay. that light is. Yeah, yeah, and it's useless to us. So <laughs> we, I would like to do like a strip light on the back hatch or something. You know, LED strip light. But yeah, I've seen that. Uh, I just saw a post mm-hmm. on that yesterday. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a solid upgrade. Um, OEM Sport Grill, which that was a, a must for me. I didn't care much for the stock grill, so I was I was the one that had to have the Sport Grill. <laughs> it looks really nice. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And then you have um, skid plates. Yeah, Rally Tech skid plates. Um, the front and the center, especially for that CVT, that CVT pan hangs just right in the middle there and it's very vulnerable. So I think that's, I tell people that's one of the first upgrades you should do, if, especially if you have a CVT. Yeah. Because that pan is just right there <laughs> exposed. Yeah, that could so, be yeah. dangerous. Mm-hmm. Do y'all have one for the uh, differential or no? We do have one. Um, it's not on there currently. I took it off uh, a while back. It, um, we did have a primitive on there, but that differential is basically it's super strong, like cast iron. We've never hit it before. Oh, that's good. But it's really strong, and it is a good idea probably to have something on there, but. Uh, I took it off when I took the vehicle in for its last service before the warranty was up. Okay. Um, when I had the differentials flushed and they were going to charge me, oh, you know, ex- yeah, extra to if it was still on there. So I just took it off of there. I haven't put it back on. Yeah, it's it's so easy to take it off too. It is pretty easy. Yeah. Ours was a little different. Ours is the older version because uh, you have the primitive, correct? Yes. Yeah, our primitive was the older version, which was more difficult than your newer version. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. What what other um, mods do you have? Um, We do have a roof box that we put on in the winter because we're skiers, snowboarders. And uh, so to haul our skis and snowboard, we don't do a whole lot of winter camping. So um, we take the tent off and we have a rhino rack roof box that we put up there. Okay. So what do you do with your tent when you take it off? Like, do you have do you have some place in the garage that you store it? I know some people have said that they hang it from their garage. Yeah. So we take ours off. And uh, being that it's smaller than most of the tents that you see, you know, when it's folded up, the stack height is smaller. I'm able to just put it up sideways on its side up against the wall and have a strap that just kind of holds it against the wall. Oh, so that's it, nice. Yeah, and we can still park two cars in the garage. So Oh, that's really good. Yeah. 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 yeah but I've seen what you're talking about hanging it with a pulley system and such. And I've been interested in doing that because it'd be a whole lot easier to take on and off, <laughs> even though it's not that hard. It's really not that hard. <laughs> and how heavy is it? 
Our tent is 104 four pounds or 105. They have it listed at, I think. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. not too it's bad. It's just awkward. No, yeah. It's just awkward. Yeah. So, uh, so what is it like sleeping in that rooftop tent and how was that? I mean, did y'all, were y'all doing camping before with just like a regular tent and then, then you decided to upgrade to the rooftop tent? So yeah, we, um, did, uh, ground tent camping. Um, in fact, since we've been together, we've always done a lot of stuff outdoors and have always had just a regular, or I should say a backpacking tent that we would use. Um, I, wasn't as big a fan of it so getting me to camp i mean i would do it um but i didn't enjoy it as much i did of course still love being outdoors but yeah something about being on the ground where all the critters are as a girl that bothered me um and then being around all our a lot of our friends uh that had rooftop tents i was just really always drawn to them and a friend of ours actually let us try his out in some pretty yucky weather and <laughs> I fell in love. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, now we've got to have one, huh? Now we got to have one. Yeah. There's just something, if you get your car placed, you know, you get to where you're going to camp, you find somewhere and you get your car placed that there's a view or the river or a lake or something and just waking up and looking out and being elevated and looking out at that. There's just something about that. It's just really, it's just, it's just a a great sight. So how was that going from ground camping to, you know, rooftop tent camping? Was it just like, okay, now this is definitely, this is what we're going to do. And that's exactly what it was. Exactly, exactly how you just worded it is we're going to do this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and and find, finding a tent to fit our car is difficult because of the, especially the first gen has such a small um, roof area. And so to make it look proportional, you know, to to the car and have the weight down. It was difficult to find one, but Tapui came out with this one that we have is their low pro two, which it's Thule now, Thule, Tapui. Yeah. So Thule bought Tapui. Um, when we got ours, it wasn't Thule yet, um, but they still sell that same tent and it, it just fits, uh, it fits the Subaru, you know, roof area really well. And I'm still able to help with lifting it because of the weight, um, you know, too much more than what ours is now. I don't know how helpful I, I could be. We would probably need that pulley system. Yeah. Yeah. And how long, when did y'all get the tent? How long ago? May of 2019. Okay. Yeah. And I, I just based on all your pictures, <laughs> it looks like it's gotten a lot of use. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, the the more that we can be out, the better. So yeah, sure. and does it hold up pretty well with um, I guess weather when you've got the cover on it and driving around? Yeah, it does. It actually doesn't get any moisture at all. It, our covers looks a little different than most of them. Um, most of the soft shell rooftop tents, um, ours almost looks like a fabric, but on the inside of it, it's it's all waterproofed and uh, all the seams are taped and such. So yeah, there's, we've driven with it in snow 
uh, pouring rain, wind, everything. It's, it stays on there all summer long. We do still get rain here in Oregon sometimes, you know, in the summer. Yeah. And in the fall, in the fall especially. So, yeah. How long does it take to set up? Mm, I would say about 10 minutes. Yeah. I'd say that. And that's just because we're casual and we're talking while we're setting it <laughs> yeah. up. And Sometimes yeah. maybe 15 minutes. That's not bad, <laughs> though. It, no, it's not bad. It depends on how much we want to set it up because you it has the rain flat course and you don't have to, to to prop everything up with those little rods you see and such. It's, yeah. it's more of the original. Our tent's more of the original, you know, the design, I guess, of the rooftop tents. So. I guess you could say it's kind of old school. Yeah. But, yeah it looks but, nice. Uh, yeah. Thanks. It's fairly easy to set up though. That's good. Yeah. And then, I, so I guess there's no, I mean, I see people do it all the time, but there's, uh, I guess those, the, um, the side rails and the crossbars have a pretty good, I guess, weight um, to them. Correct. Or they're able to ho- handle a lot of weight. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the statistics, but ours has been fine. <laughs> I, the I, full, not the statistics, but the full specifications. Yeah. We've heard rumors of what can happen if you run OEM crossbars. We had a friend doing that with it. His tent was quite a bit heavier than ours, and his OEM crossbars started to sta- uh, sag, and yeah. then they eventually broke. Oh. Um, so yeah. we always recommend getting a good, good set of crossbars if you're gonna plan to carry a rooftop tent yeah and we haven't had any problems with our crossbars holding the tent or anything for and with the rails on the subaru itself um and you know like every we've had it for quite some time and haven't had any issues yeah that's good and uh so y'all just um is that is that pretty much all of your mods yeah we have some others that aren't so obvious i mean we we had to upgrade the battery. We went ahead and put an Odyssey uh, battery in there. Uh, Grim Speed, tie down, uh, parent antenna. We had to have a shorty antenna to fit underneath our roof box. So the parent oh, yeah. antenna worked really well. Yeah. Uh, of course, the Subaru Hell horns, everybody, everybody knows that. <laughs> with the horn, upgrade their horns. Yeah. And grip, and with a Grim Speed uh, horn bracket. And of course, the rally armor flaps. Yes, rally armor flaps. And yeah, just little knickknacks here and there. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, our build is it's pretty conservative. I mean, we uh, it's just basically stuff that we need. Yeah. You yeah. Know, on trail and such. It's you look at it and it looks just kind of like a a normal cross track with a little bit of a lift and wheels and tires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks really good. I really like it. It looks nice. Thank you. So we all went out just recently, what, yesterday, right? Yeah, we went um, Monday. Monday. We left Monday on a, on a multi-night trip uh, up into an area in Oregon that we haven't been, um, up near the Painted Hills area. So it was quite the trip. It's pretty far up there. Uh, it's hot here in Oregon right now. There's a yeah. lot of wildfires. Yeah, so we were going through smoky areas and such. But yeah, and we just got back today. Yeah, that's good. That's nice when you can find new places that you haven't been to also. Yeah, it was amazing. So 
we woke up or well we didn't wake up we woke up to the sound that was in the river um because we were camped right on the river and i looked at aaron i said well there's either an extremely large animal slurping water <laughs> or there's a herd of something crossing right now and we look out and I'm, we're not 100 percent sure if it was deer or if it was um uh, like maybe some pronghorn or something like that but a herd of them were crossing the river and there were river otters and an eagle came fairly close to us and uh we saw coyote yeah so yeah. we had a lot of wildlife it was a wildlife weekend we our second night last night we ended up coming more towards uh heading towards back home and stayed up in the cascade mountains and uh next to a creek that was flowing pretty hard and we had a deer in our camp uh come through our camp uh this morning which was pretty cool she hung out for a little bit i think we were in her space yeah <laughs> yeah that sounds amazing being able to like fall asleep to the sounds of nature and then wake up to yeah. that I, I just can't even imagine what that must be like yeah it is and it i mean just we run into some encounters like that with you know deer or other things that we hear coyotes or yeah. Uh, yeah, one time we we didn't see it, but we are sure it was a wolf in this one area where the wolves are, are known to be. So that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's, I'm sure you see all kinds of stuff being out there, too. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely love seeing all the wildlife. So what river were you by? Uh, the John Day River. Okay. I've been by uh, the Willamette. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Part of the Willamette River runs by our house, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, so we were doing some work up in Oregon in uh, Eugene um, years ago, and we were doing some work for Eugene Water and Electric Board, helping them design a new yep. facility. And we were meeting in this kind of round conference room, and it was right there on the river, and we opened the doors and we're working and we can hear the river out there. That's the first time I'd ever done something like that where we were working mm -hmm. almost like outdoors. And it was it was so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the area we're from. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. You're near us. Yeah. Eugene is beautiful. I've uh, been yeah. to I've been to Eugene. I've been to Portland and I've been to um, Corvallis. Yep. So yeah, all for work. Dallas is not far from us either. Yeah, because I know those are all, uh, well, Eugene and Corvallis are relatively close to each other, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, about, about a 50-minute drive. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, it's, uh, I'd like to get out there again sometime. The last, one of the last trips that I went on before COVID hit was to Portland, and I really yeah. enjoyed that. Now you're going to have to come back out. You have another reason. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would love to, I would love to go out and just explore different places with my, with my cross trek. And, uh, you know, I'll probably end up racking up a million miles on it or something because I already have a lot, but that's okay. Um, I know yeah. people that drive them for a really long time. So that's what I plan to do. That's our goal. That's our goal too. we had it now for four years, four and a half years, and we keep cars for a long time too. So yeah, me too. Uh, 
How many miles do you have on it already? Uh, seven, I think we're turning 79,000. Okay. That's not too bad. Yeah. No, that's not too bad. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to get there pretty close, pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. I heard that, uh, was it your last, uh, per- podcast? I think you were talking about your mileage and I was quite surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I drive my son back and forth to school when he's in school, um, every week. And then, uh, you know, just like the, I'm a, I'm a one car household too. So mm-hmm. only have one vehicle to drive. And then my girlfriend lives in Dallas. So I've gone back and forth there quite a bit. And then I went to Colorado, uh, a few yeah. weeks ago. So it's, uh, it's getting up there, but I'm trying, I got to try to not drive it so much because I'm going <laughs> to put too many miles on it too quick. Yeah, well, just keep up on your maintenance, and it'll run for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. I I saw somebody posted, I think it was today or maybe yesterday, said, oh, I bought a Subaru. It had like 265,000 miles on it. I'm like, wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, my my other vehicle that I commute with, uh, we're up there. We're pushing almost 300,000 on it, so. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So hopefully the Subaru will last that long as well. Yeah, yeah, it should. I'm sure it will. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, everything on there has a purpose. I mean, you know, we we don't travel so far that we need to have, you know, rotopacks on, on there with gasoline and things like that, which, I mean, that looks awesome. Yeah. But, you know, we, we use this car on a daily basis as well. You know, it's, it's basically Sarah uses it to commute to work and back. I have another vehicle that I use. Um, so having all that stuff on there could be hindering, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, we go from uh, being kind of a grocery getter to adventure time in about half an hour. Yeah. You know, as far as how we have our loading, getting loaded and, and ready to go. Yeah. I need, I mean, you when I was scrolling through your Instagram page, I mean, y'all have pictures from so many, there are a lot of different places that y'all have gone to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Cause I, I, don't, I mean, it's just, you have, I mean, you have like almost all of your pictures are outdoors, you know, there's snow, there's trails, there's mountains. I mean, you just, you have such really great photos and it looks like y'all really just get out and have a good time. Yeah, well, we're we're so lucky living here in Oregon that I mean we have everything. Like we said earlier, the the coast is to the west, you know, an hour hour and a half. The mountains are to the east, an hour hour and a half, you know, and then up and down I five, and we have everything here. Yeah, for the the people that are out there in the Pacific Northwest and Colorado and Utah and Arizona and California. I'm envious of all of y'all because there's nothing like that around here. It takes, you know, you have to drive a really long time. So I'm just living vicariously through everybody that I have on the podcast. Mm. <laughs> yeah, come on out. We'll show you around. Yeah, I know. I would love to. I mean, I, I made it, like I said, I made it out to Colorado and that was really cool. So yeah. I, it would be, I would love to be able to at least maybe get out to somewhere a couple of times a year and go visit the different places, you know, go visit mm-hmm. Utah, go visit. I mean, and that's the other cool thing about this community is you end up connecting with people all over the place. And if you're like, hey, I'm going to be coming through wherever and be like, oh, 
let's go meet up and hit some trails. You know, it's like, it's so cool to have that aspect of the community. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we love that because we've had that a few times where um, people from Southern California or you Washington. Know, Washington, even uh, Littlefoot, which was uh, Kansas City, Kansas City, or what, Missouri, um, came out and they make an effort to contact us, you know, and we'll end up taking them out on a trail run or a two-nighter one day, whatever. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to, to do that. Yeah, it's got to be nice to be able to host somebody that's coming through and show them the mm-hmm. places that you enjoy going to and, and just share the love of, of your cars and the love of the outdoors and the love of the community. Yeah, for sure. The awesome people. So it, it, to be able to have a face to put to the account is even better. Yeah, yeah, that's always nice. So on, I was looking through your stories too, and you had some uh, Subaru USA shared some of your posts. How did that come about? And did did they contact you for that to ask that? Yes. So they have featured us now three different times, um, and they've contacted us each time. Uh, which anytime that we hear from them, it, it's always a great feeling. Um, <laughs> Regardless of even what picture they choose, it's an honor to me uh, to feel like they want to use something of ours. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Where you live and what it is, but where did the name for your car come from? And is that the name for your car or is it the name of your account? Truck is just the name of the account. The car's actual name is Pearl. It's like yours. <laughs> <laughs> for, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, being Crystal Pearl White, um, we have always named our cars. So it just seemed fitting to do so when we got the cross track. I saw that people had names for their cars, and I've had friends that have names for their cars, and I didn't have a name for. I I think I think the very first car that I had, well, the first two cars that I had, I had names for them. And that's just because it was like a friend kind of had a name for his car and his was blue and mine was blue. So it was like his was the the blue cruiser and mine was a little bit bigger. So mine was the mega blue cruiser and that was it. And I ended up buying his car <laughs> later on. So I had the mega blue, blue cruiser and then I had the blue cruiser. And then after that, I never named any of my cars, but those same people they had names for their cars when I went to go visit them in Arizona um, a few years ago. So when I bought this car, I'm like, I have to have a name for this car. And I couldn't really think of anything original. And so when I saw that, you know, when I ended up with the white car, I was like, well, it's crystal white pearl. So pearl sounds good. I'll just go with that. And then not that I'd, I'd, I'd regret using pearl as a name, but like after having my account for so long and seeing some really creative names out there, I'm, you know, I'm like, I like it, but you know, I wonder if like, if I would have come up with something a little more original, but I'm fine with it. I like it a lot. Well, yeah. I mean that, that crystal white pearl that they put on these things is just beautiful. I think you get in the right light and there's all different colors in it. Oh yeah. It's, you know, it's, it it's, really stands out. it's really noticeable at night too. Like if you're parked under a light, mm-hmm. And you walk up to it and you walk around, you can really see it sparkle and it looks really, really nice. Yeah. Funny thing, I've always owned white cars and there's a reason for that. <laughs> and it's because 
you would think it'd be opposite, but it, it hides a lot of scratches. It hides, you know, any imperfections. Like black is the worst, I think, because it just shows everything. Yeah. You know, you have a little dent or something, the black just shows it, you know, and, and whatever. But white, I just love white for some reason. It just looks really, really clean. Yeah, and I for mine, I went with the black and white theme because I remember seeing a Mustang a long time ago that was white and it had like black wheels and, and then like tinted windows and some other black accents, nothing crazy. But I just rem- always remember that car and how I really like the contrast of the white and the black. And the, you know, the Crosstrek has the uh, black accents already. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of kept going with that theme. Yeah, yeah. So what is your favorite mod? that you have with your car? Well, mine are the wheels because I had to have the Ferrans wheels when they first were released in the 15-inch. Um, we previously had the Black Sparkos before that, so yeah. I had to have the bronze. So that's <laughs> my favorite. There's kind of a funny story behind the bronze, though, is that we were actually going to switch wheels anyways at that time because we had the Black Sparkos before in 16-inch. And we needed a little more meaty tire. So I started looking, you know, looking around for just, of course, throwing on some some black methods and then do a KO2 or something like that um, with a little more tire because we got into airing down and stuff. But uh, one day I was looking, they were black. And then the next day I got on, it was it was actually on tire rack that I was looking at. I got on there. And the next day they had bronze available. I was like, whoa, what's that? <laughs> you know, they, yeah, uh, Method had just released the bronze. And I said, well, there it is. We're ordering those right now. <laughs> yeah, they so look that's good. that's how we ended up with bronze. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I, I mean, you, yeah, you do see a lot of people with the uh, bronze methods, but I mean, it's for good reason. They look really nice. Yeah. I guess um, my favorite mod on the car or favorite thing is it's kind of funny but but it's practical are the tires because they just allow us to get pretty much anywhere that we feel like that car can go oh yeah without without a good tire i mean you're pushing it for puncture or traction and such and so that is a good place for protection those are two things that you need well and especially with Oregon's terrain, we kind of needed that sidewall protection because there's a lot of lava rock on some of the trails that we like to frequent. And knowing that we have that protection, it's it's peace of mind. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's nice having the uh, the thicker tires because I got I ended up going with the um, with the Toyo tires and uh, yeah. the AT3s, and I really like those. And I. Uh, I aired down when I was in, we were going over this rocky trail trying to find this um, this waterfall when we were out in Colorado and it was very, very rocky because they were doing construction and everything. And uh, and I did air down and it's mm-hmm. made such a huge difference. It was so much softer driving on the aired down tires. And I was like, okay, now I really know why, you know, one of the reasons to do this is to just give yeah. the better traction and everything, but makes for such a smoother ride. Yeah. We've been asked sometimes, why, why do you air down? Well, a lot of it's because of comfort. 
You know, there's not yeah. the Subaru suspension is not all that forgiving. There's not a lot of travel there, I guess. Yeah. You know. So it kind of makes it a rougher ride. And when you're on really rocky terrain and you just air down, we'll go down, you know, most trails will go down to about twenty to twenty-five, and that just helps tremendous tremendously on that. Yeah. And it helps with traction too. Yeah, I think the most I've gone down to is like 28. I haven't gone down any lower than that, but I'll, I'll try yeah. to go down a little bit lower at some point just to see like how much of a difference that makes. Yeah, beach sand, we've been out on the beach or in the dunes, and uh, we've been down to 15. Ooh. That's, I think, the lowest <laughs> that we've gone. And Yeah, I didn't. It was fine. That's good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a uh, there's a tr- uh, an off road park here that's a lot of has a lot of sand and uh, I went about three weeks after I bought my car didn't air down no no mods on it at all 100 percent stock and I was like I need to see what this thing can do uh, thankfully I didn't get stuck in the sand but uh, I did have fun so now I want to go back out there with different tires and air down and see what it see what it feels like yeah sand is definitely a strange feeling you know if if you want to see the the whole thing, that our biggest trip, we've been out to the sand a few times out to the beach, but our, our biggest one is actually uh, with uh, Donald, Soft Roading the West. I don't know if you follow Soft Roading the West. Yeah. He has a, yeah. a really great YouTube channel, and there's one that we went out with him, one of the videos, and it kind of, <laughs> the day kind of turned interesting. So it's a good <laughs> one to watch. Okay, I'll look for it then. Yeah, because he... Yeah. Hi didn't particularly care for that day <laughs> at all and you'll see in the video if you watch that video <sighs> yeah but. yeah i i ended up buying the gazelle tent because of his review uh video yeah. so i really uh yeah that really helped me out watching that and and uh checking i, I watched a couple of his videos and he yeah. had these little folding tables that he got from Walmart. And I, I ended yep. up going and buying some of those. I was like, those are coming handy. Because we were going yeah. camping over Easter weekend. And I got the gazelle tent before we went on there. And then got those little tables. So, yeah, that was definitely good. So, I want to go find that video now. <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah, Donald, he he's a great guy. You know, he lives in our same town. We became really close friends with him. Um he considers us family, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah, that's he's, good. He's really fun to go out with. Yeah, are there are there any other mods that you are wanting to get? Or are you pretty much done with it? Um, as time goes, and we feel like we need something else, you know, we don't have anything really in mind right now. But as time goes, and we feel like there's stuff we need, then uh, then we'll do it. But nothing's planned out. Yeah. I would eventually like to have the front windows match the rear, but that's really oh, window tinting. Yeah, that no. looks really good. Very fortunate because the there's dealerships here in Houston that did not have a manual, so they had to go kind of like a little north of Dallas to get mine. And the dealership up there tinted the windows. So when and that was one of the things oh. that I was going to have done when they brought it back down. Like I was when they got it here in Houston, I was going to say, okay, the first thing I want to do is tint the windows. And that dealership it tinted them, so I got a free window tint. That was nice. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Score. yeah, and like because my the car that I had before didn't have any of the windows tinted, and I didn't realize 
what a difference it makes because like there's been times when it's been really hot outside and I'll roll my window down and I can feel the difference in the temperature, like just from the sun coming through. And so, yeah, yeah. I, I really like having that. Than the right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've actually gotten that even, I, I guess, I think it may have come through the windshield or something, but yeah. my uh, left arm was like pretty tanned in this one spot. And I was like, okay, I actually bought a long sleeve shirt, um, like just a really <laughs> light one when I drove out to Colorado to wear, because I'm like, I don't want my arms to like just get burned, you know, on this yeah. long, long drive that we have to go on. absolute favorite place that y'all have been to? To Oregon, along the Cascade Range. Anything where I can see a mountain, I'm really happy. Yeah. That, yeah, as far as like a standout, though, um, we did do a big trip with a, a group um, to the Albert Desert. I don't know if you ever heard of the Albert Desert. It's kind of uh, an old lake bed area. Okay. It 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 looks a bit if you just look at it it kind of looks like you know the salt flats or something yeah and you can go out and you can drive on it and uh that's the trip that we took uh we continued on and we ended up down near california nevada but um that one was very memorable you know we were with a group of not just subarus but we love to go out with all kinds of vehicles, you know, yeah. Toyotas, uh, old Mitsubishi Monteros. We have some friends with those and, and things like that. So, yeah. So what was it about it that, that made it so memorable? Um, the people that we were with, it was such a, a fun trip. Um, it, there was some funny things that happened, some unfortunate things that happened. <laughs> uh, some crazy critters that, yeah. You don't want to meet in the dark. Critters. Uh, just, it's beautiful down there. The Steens, is it the Steens? Steens yeah, the Steens Mountains just are just right in your face, right there where you're camping. You can camp out in the middle of this uh, this area in the, the, what do they call it? The, the playa. playa. The playa. Um, it's just beautiful, you know, and, and you get every kind of terrain out there. all went different directions but three of us and it ironically was three subarus left together and there there are no speed restrictions when you're out on it so the three of us that was the most memorable for me was we were just we were i felt like we were flying (laughs) all in line and then one would go ahead of the other and then one would fall it was just the most incredible thing yeah. I probably won't ever forget that moment. Yeah. Actually, Donald Software in the West documented that as well, and it's on YouTube, that trip. So. Yeah, I bet that would look amazing, you know, if you had like a drone or something flying overhead and watching the cars yeah. do that. That would be really cool. Yeah. Thing, it's not necessarily what you're doing or where you're going, but the people that you're with that make it just awesome, you know. For sure. We've had some pretty, we've went along on some pretty large groups, um, but we tend to like it, you know, three or so vehicles. It makes it easy on the trail and you're not hogging the trail for other people that are out there, you know, trying to 
trying to get around on there. Yeah. Trails. And then you can spend more time with the people that you're with too. Mm-hmm. So have y'all come across any sketchy situations when you've been out on trails? Like where you got worried about, you know, going across <laughs> something? Yeah. If you, well, that coast trip, the one coast trip that we did, uh, where it was a little uncomfortable. Yes, we had to get out of there and we had to go across some pretty deep water. And uh, that was pretty sketchy, but what else? Well, the, the, the water crossing that we had to go through, um, we couldn't determine the depth of it. And so there was a chief that pulled up and he said, I wouldn't cross that if I were you. And he's like, but if you do and you get stuck, I'll stay here and I'll pull you guys out. And so Aaron here saw a spot that he thought looked a little more shallow. But while we were looking, a huge group of Jeeps just went through to show us with their own vehicles, the depth of different spots in the water crossing. And so they ended up kind of helping us. And then when they all left they all lined up in front of us when we got ready to go through to watch us do this (laughs) i'm thinking we're probably gonna fail and i'm sure they were thinking the same thing um uh, donald went through first and then we followed but we both got through no problem and the jeeps certainly got a kick out of it because they (laughs) weren't expecting that these little subarus could do it yeah, and they start blasting when we made it through. They start blasting their horns, you know, like "good job," you know, "you guys did good," whatever. It was, it was really funny. That's cool because a lot of times people are, uh, yeah, they don't expect a Subaru to be able to do the things that they do. Right. Yeah. Well, so, and then them just being able to stick around in case we got stuck. I, you know, that was kind of a a nice thing that they didn't necessarily have to do. So. Yeah, yeah, that was nice of them. And is that on YouTube? Because I think I've seen that video. Yeah, yes. yeah, I watched that. I remember. I don't remember how I came across it. I think I, I think it was when I first saw your account, and I was like, saw the tent and everything, and I was like, this car looks really cool because, like I said, it was one of the first accounts that I came across. And I think I just looked up YouTube videos, tried to find y'all on a YouTube mm-hmm. video somewhere, and may have come across that. But I remember watching that, so I have to go back and watch that again now. Yeah, that was one of them featured, uh, you know, with uh, that Donald had done with soft-roading the West. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, sounds like he's got some really, really nice videos in. Yeah. So how, how would you say that owning a Subaru has changed your life? Then we were before and seeing places that we haven't yet seen. Um, I feel like we've done a lot more hiking, um, met some really incredible people uh just really supports our outdoor lifestyle and kind of pushed us to be outdoors even more because we were a little more capable than we were before yeah i think i think friendships you know it's just the friends that we've made throughout just this short time that we've been super owners um has been fantastic i mean it's it's not just about the cars. It's about the people that you meet. And the car is just something you have in common. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so you said that you owned VWs before, like always yeah. owned them. So, so do you see yourself now always owning a Subaru? 
Yes, we will always have a Subaru. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're pretty nice. Yeah. So I guess what would you say your favorite thing is about the uh, Subaru community? And I guess maybe the same thing. I guess probably the same answer, you know, and how it's changed your life. Yeah, well, Subaru community, uh, everybody's pretty laid back, especially in the off-road community. It's just like everybody's up for anything. They, If you don't have a plan, fine, so be it. We'll do something. We'll figure it out. You know, and every, people are very helping and, and accommodating and such if you're having a problem or you have to have a, you have a questions to be answered or anything it's just been fantastic yeah i think i well myself i've bothered ir brown bear i feel like thousands of times <laughs> and while i know aaron knows most of the questions that i'm probably asking him it's always nice to get another subaru's opinion on based off their experience and it's people like him that really just make the community great because he's always willing to help he's just a phenomenal guy yeah and there's several people that are like that in the subaru community that we found it's just yeah everybody's just out there having a good time and are willing to help and are friendly and yeah yeah even outside the car community but if there's trouble those people are willing to help just in different aspects of your life, which is great. Yeah, it's, it seems like you can reach out to just about anybody for a question or some advice, you know, or ask them like maybe where they got something or how they did something to their car. And so far, same for me, most of the people that I've come across have been very friendly and helpful. And, you know, it's nice having that and knowing that you can reach out to people and, and connect and communicate and ask questions. Mm-hmm. Ask. As we speak, we're getting ready to start heading out again. Um, multi-day trip. Yeah, we have a multi-day trip coming up. Um, we, uh, like we said in the beginning, we uh, have had some unfortunate, you know, life things that have been going on, but we're ready to get out and kind of reset and, and start enjoying and exploring Oregon again and Washington. You know, we'd like to get back up into Washington. Um, once the border opens, we love Canada. We've been up there several times. So, yeah. Anything that can get us off the pavement and away from city life. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Know, experience life from a little different perspective. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the main reason I bought my car was to get off the pavement and go explore some places that I hadn't been able to before. Yeah. Well, come to the Northwest. Yeah, I will. I will. I need to. But uh, yeah, and I think, you know, having having some unfortunate things happen in your life, you know, you have to allow yourself to, to grieve for that and process that. But then it, it is good, you know, being that you like to be outdoors and go explore and, and travel in your car and, ta- and camp and everything that you know, I think once you start getting out there, that'll be some good some good therapy to get back out there again and, and you know, probably help with your peace of mind and everything and and kind of help with that whole process. Yeah, yeah. This area that we're getting ready to go to is something new for both of us. So we have, neither of us have been in this area. So it'll be a fun little, little nice little trip and getaway for us. And to uh, just kind of start our, our restart of uh, 
getting back at it. Yeah, and that'll be nice to go to some places that you haven't been to before when, you know, getting mm-hmm. back at, in, into it. And uh, it's always fun exploring new places. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I didn't have any other questions, um, but I want to say thank you very much for being a guest on the podcast or guests. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, you're welcome. It was, uh, you know, like I said, I've been following y'all for a long time. So this was kind of, uh, this was like really fun for me to to get to know you a little bit better and hear some, you know, some of your adventures and things that you're doing within the community and with your car. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's been something else, this journey. I mean, we, we were, uh, at the time we were a little stagnant. I mean, I was mountain biking and stuff back then too, when we first got the car, but this is just, the Subaru has just opened up a whole new thing for us. So yeah, yeah it's, it's been great. It's definitely a, a, a way that can open a whole new world for you and just new possibilities, new places to see places that you wouldn't have thought that you would be going and then all the people you end up meeting through it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, by listening to your podcast, I, every Monday morning, that's my first one that I listen to on that work. I'm fortunate enough to listen to him while I'm working and, uh, it's been fun, you know, and there's, there's that whole group up in Washington that once (laughs) we head up that way, we're probably going to be contacting someone. Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, you want to meet up or whatever? And that's that's one another cool thing about this this you know owning a Subaru is no matter where you go, there's going to be somebody you can contact and and meet up with. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty amazing. And thank you uh, for you know listening to the podcast first for this mm-hmm. one. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, thank you, Sarah and Aaron. I hope y'all have a a good evening and a good weekend. And uh, we'll uh, keep in touch. And um, yeah, just enjoy getting out again. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, they did get out again. And we actually came back and recorded that and integrated it into kind of the middle of the episode. Um, So... Yeah, uh, it was uh, was great talking to Sarah and Aaron. If you're not already following P&W Crosstrek, give them a follow and uh, go check them out on Instagram. They have a lot of great photos and Sarah enjoys editing them and posting them and taking photos of the outdoors and of their car. Um, So yeah, thanks again, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next week on episode 30. That's crazy. Uh, Wow. I can't believe we're going to be at episode 30 already. Anyway, everybody have a great week and uh, we'll see you then.